Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? Hey, it's Coach Freddie here, and I'm here with Kai Deckner in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Kai conducted an interview with the Hemp Road Trip bus earlier this year for his podcast, Hello Harrisonburg. And now I'm back with the I Hemp Revolution Road Show driving my 1966 Austin Healey 3000. And we're having a conversation with Kai for the I Hemp Revolution on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Kai is a supporter of industrial hemp and believes that industrial hemp is good for the people, it's good for the planet. And it's good for profit in Virginia. So, Kai, welcome to the IHAMP Revolution. Well, I'm happy to be back. Thanks for having me. We're, we're flipping the tables on this one a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we are. So, Kai, you know, we know you're an advocate for the uh, industrial hemp, but there is something new in your world happening right now, and it has to do with politics. Tell us what is happening. Well, I am all of a sudden running for Congress in Western Virginia here. So uh, when we did our interview for Hello Harrisonburg a few months ago, I was, I still am a council member. So I'm in my eighth year on Harrisonburg City Council and I was mayor for two years. And, okay. You know, the city of Harrisonburg, we like to call it the capital of the Shenandoah Valley. We're right here in the middle of the Shenandoah Valley in Western Virginia and uh, when we talked, it wasn't on my mind to run for Congress. What happened was there was a Democratic nominee who, uh, within the last six weeks, got sick and couldn't continue his race, and I was with the wrong people at the wrong time, you might say, and four days later, I became the nominee to run for Congress. This <laughs> yeah. is the, the sixth congressional district in Virginia. Okay. It's been held by for uh, almost 24 years now by a, a Republican named uh, Bob Goodlatte, so that's who I'm running against. Okay. Good. Well, you know, I'm, I'm looking at a poster here in front of me, and it says, Kai Degner for Congress, listening for a change. You know, and that's different. A lot of politicians don't listen very well. So, and I understand that you have a very unique campaign agenda and format. Can you tell us about that? Well, thanks for giving me a chance to talk about listening. <laughs> and and that, that's the goal of the campaign. Before I ever ran for city council here, you know, eight years ago, I was putting together community dialogues, and I'd actually put together, with a bunch of other people, over 200 events here in town on talking about environmental issues. Uh, hemp would have been a great topic, but we talked about diversity issues, the war in Iraq at the time, and I'd really been uh, passionate around creating civil discourse about issues that matter to people, and that's how I got to know people. And that's how I, I got out of the James Madison University bubble and got connected up, uh, you know, throughout the community. And uh, since then, I'm, I've really become convinced that even those of us that promote dialogue and civil discourse, we overemphasize to some degree speaking and the freedom of speech, which we know is so vitally important. But 
we underemphasize the importance of listening. You know, what, what is the uh, what's the freedom of speech worth if nobody's listening? So I'm trying to turn my campaign upside down, if you will, and listen to the people. And I think a lot of the frustrations that you know Bernie supporters and Trump supporters have had has to do with, uh, and, and really everybody that's frustrated with Congress has to do with Congress not really being able to listen to us as people when they're listening more to big money and corporate interests and, and lobbyists and people that can fund super PACs. So you, you have some kind of an agenda that you're going to be doing every week or every month? Yeah, I, I just actually today announced the that I'm going to do five signature summits. Oh. I'm going to call it the Founding Principles Series. And there'll be five signature events that'll happen on a Saturday, well, five separate Saturdays throughout, you know, leading up to November 8th, which is Election Day. And these events are interesting because they all have an overarching theme, and I'm going to invite people that are interested in lots of the subtopics to the overarching themes to come together, and I've been doing these in Harrisonburg the last eight years. The agenda is set by the people who show up. So we can get two or three hundred people in a room and within the first hour break out into 30 different small group sessions that are actually created by the people that show up. So I'll give you an example. Okay. Um, in Harrisonburg, we did a sustainability summit. Mm -hmm. I did the mayor's sustainability summit and 200 people showed up and we created 30 breakout sessions. And those summits have really been successful here in Harrisonburg and now we're going to take them throughout the Shenandoah Valley and into Roanoke and Lynchburg. The, the sixth congressional district is actually the size of Connecticut, so that's a much bigger area than, uh, oh, well, than, yeah. than Harrisonburg. Yeah. So here are the five events that okay. I'm going to be doing. The five summits. The first one's called Ensuring Justice and Domestic Tranquility. So those are some words taken right out of the preamble of the Constitution. And the subtopics that we'll be talking about our police community relations, criminal justice reform, gun violence prevention, reducing incarceration and recidivism, class, providing adequate treatment for mental illness, and drug, addic drug addiction, race and racism, Fair Arbitration Act, consumer rights protection, and I'm putting marijuana reform in there. I think those are direct, I think marijuana reform is directly related to justice and criminal justice reform, mm -hmm. and uh, I think descheduling cannabis has lots of motivations, but one of them is related to the, you know, our jails being filled up with nonviolent people, and we know all the the, uh, the marijuana arrests have a have an unjust uh, impact to African Americans. So, I'm also then I'm going to do one called promoting happiness in the American dream. This is the pocketbook issues of jobs, small business, fair trade, labor unions, livable wages, hunger and food security. Uh, equal pay for women, workforce preparedness, consumer rights, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security. So that, that'll be one on September 10th. And uh, if anybody goes to chi4congress.com slash events, you'll see all these. Um, there'll be another one called Creating a Government of, By, and For the People. This has to do with campaign finance reform, voting rights, fair districting, ending corruption, overturning Citizens United, open and transparent government, and obviously reducing the influence of corporate and special interest lobbyists. So that's kind of the the democracy reform event. Okay, well, that's cool. That sounds really great. Mm -hmm. So two more that, that I'll quickly go through. This one has to do with sustainability. The title of it will be Preserving America the Beautiful, 
and the topics there are, for, are farms and food supply, sustainable energy policy, environmental policy, water, carbon reduction, climate change, pipelines, fracking, solar energy, wind energy, performance standards, fuels, wilderness protection, and I'm specifically naming hemp legislation as part of this. You know, Great. we're here in the breadbasket of America. Uh, we have a, a huge agricultural sector here, and lots of uh, farmers could ha- could be reaping the benefits of producing hemp, which we know can make so many tens of thousands of products and needs to be manufactured near where it's grown. And, uh, you know, this is an example of where uh, federal government is just in the way of common sense economic development and and supporting small farms and manufacturing and retail. Exactly, and that was, that's what my uh, coaching is all about, sustainability, and all these to- topics you just co- covered there. Mm. So mm. that's really great. And you have one more on I have one more. Thanks okay. for letting me get all these out. So the last one is called uh, Ensuring Equality for All. We're going to talk real directly about race and racism, women's rights, religious freedom, LGBTQ rights, immigration reform in that one, disability, elder care, equal access to quality education. So that's the one where we're, we're you know, remembering that we're all Americans and uh, we have to get beyond some of these artificial but at the same time very real barriers that we have between us. Okay. So I have one question here for you. You already touched a little bit this on this, and since this is the IHAMP Revolution Roadshow, what is your position on industrial hemp in the in this race for Congress in the state of Virginia? Well, it just seems like the entire federal position on cannabis is absurd, and you know we have the Democratic National Committee has now adopted a platform where they they want to sort of slowly move in the direction of, of legalizing marijuana. I just think we need to deschedule cannabis and just get out of the way and then let the market uh, do what it does. I mean, to me, it's, it's counterintuitive that uh, you'd have conservative leaders out there in the way of descheduling cannabis. Yeah. So, Kai... What do you think your chances are here? Uh, that, that's a good question. Uh, a lot of people would say that they're, they're slim to none and slim's out of town. I'm running in a district that is, uh, you know, extremely red. In the, it's, a, it's the second most conservative congressional district in the state of Virginia. Uh, but I think there is, you know, with this year, anything can happen. And I think a lot of the frustration that Trump voters have, for example, with establishment politicians are, is embodied by my opponent who's head of the Judiciary Committee and in, in the way of common sense legislation like we're talking about here. So he's been there uh, 24 years. He has $1.3 million in the bank. And six weeks ago, I had zero. And uh, I've been doing a good job fundraising and putting a team together. And uh, it, it's really going to be exciting. I'm also uh, launching a podcast as part of the campaign. Oh. Cool. It's called the the Listening Campaign podcast. Ah, so, I like that. Yeah, it's going to uh, file. It's not just you know vote for Kai. It, it's this experiment of in a race like this where I really don't have uh, on the surface a chance, and I'm trying to convene dialogues with people that may not vote for me, and trying to break down partisanship while I am running as a Democrat. How? Would this experiment of trying to create listening while I'm running for Congress 
work. And that's what the Listening Campaign podcast is about. It's on iTunes and Stitcher, and uh, I hope people tune in. Well, fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm here to uh, help support you on that. That's for sure. Yeah, so that, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I appreciate you creating uh, this media platform for this issue. I think anybody out there creating media is, is should be commended. We, we need more of that, and uh, more independent media, the better. Uh, people can learn more about the listening campaign if they go to iTunes or Stitcher and just search the listening campaign podcast. They can learn about the congressional campaign at chi4congress.com or at facebook.com slash vote Kai Degner. And my name is spelled K-A-I-D-E-G-N-E-R. Fantastic. So Kai, is there anything else that you would like to say about your campaign to, to our listeners? It's going to keep going. I think we're really having sort of a revolution in listening if, in a way. You know, I think more and more people are understanding that we can't rely on government to convene our dialogues about issues that are important to us. We want to take them on ourselves and, you know, kind of hand it over to the people. And that's what these events are. And this event design is something I invite anybody to adopt in, in their communities. Okay. Well, great. So, so Kai, thanks for being a guest on the I Hemp Revolution podcast here. It's really my pleasure. Yeah. So I'm going to thank all our listeners and go to uh, KaiForCongress.com. That's right. You can donate. You take money from anywhere. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today and make sure that you subscribe to the IHAMP Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on facebook.com forward slash IHAMP Revolution. Like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.